Many of the 5,000 people Jesus fed in the wilderness continued to follow him throughout the countryside. Jesus challenges them to consider the real nature of their quest. The Holy Gospel according to St. John, the sixth chapter. On the next day, the crowd that remained on the other side of the sea saw that there had been only one boat there and that Jesus had not entered the boat with his disciples, but that his disciples had gone away alone. Other boats from Tiberias came near the place where they had eaten the bread after the Lord had given thanks. So when the crowd saw that Jesus was not there, nor his disciples, they themselves got into the boats and went to Capernaum, seeking Jesus. When they found him on the other side of the sea, they said to him, Rabbi, when did you come here? Jesus answered them, Truly, truly, I say to you, you are seeking me, not because you saw signs, but because you ate your fill of the loaves. Do not work for the food that perishes, but for the food that endures to eternal life, which the Son of Man will give to you. For on him God the Father has set his seal. Then they said to him, What must we do to be doing the works of God? Jesus answered them, This is the work of God, that you believe in him when, whom he has sent. So they said to, the, to him, Then what sign do you do that we may see and believe you? What work do you perform? Our fathers ate the manna in the wilderness. As it is written, he gave them bread from heaven to eat. Jesus then said to them, Truly, truly, I say to you, it was not Moses who gave you the bread from heaven, but my Father gives you the true bread from heaven. For the bread of God is he who comes down from heaven and gives life to the world. They said to him, Sir, give us this bread always. Jesus said to them, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me shall not hunger, and whoever believes in me shall never thirst. This is the gospel of the Lord. I love bread. How many of you love bread too? Especially fresh, homemade bread, the taste, the smell. Mm. It's amazing to me how miraculous bread is. Somehow, flour, wheat, yeast, and salt, the most common and mundane of ingredients, are combined to make something warm and hearty and magical, a miracle. It requires creativity and attention, patience and hope. It yields something good and wholesome. It has the ability to nourish, to comfort, to provide a moment of reprieve, from all of the coldness and harshness that bombards us out there in the world. I love bread a lot. Some of my favorite sorts of bread are the dinner rolls at Joe's Italian Grill, with that yummy olive oil and spices, at AQ Chicken with the honey butter, at the Venetian Inn in Tawny Town. Oh, and don't forget rye bread, everything bagels, French toast, cinnamon rolls, my Grandma Shermer's homemade coffee cake, and especially that fresh, hot, homemade white bread right out of the oven. I really love bread, if you couldn't tell. One of my favorite childhood memories 
was when I was a little girl, probably eight or nine years old. I lived on Florence Drive in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania, located less than eight miles from Hershey, Pennsylvania, where they make all that wonderful candy. On a good day, when the wind was blowing just right, you could smell it cooking in the factories. Anyway, there was an older woman who lived up the street from us. Her name was Ethel Beach. Ethel has long since passed from this earth, but she left a lasting impression. Ethel made the best homemade white bread I had ever tasted. She made other wonderful goodies too, but it was the bread that hooked me. My friend Holly and I would often walk by her home after school or playing in the summer. She would meet us in the driveway and hand us what seemed at the, at the time like a huge hunk of fresh homemade bread. No butter, just fresh, hot out of the oven bread. The smell, the taste, that warm, fluffy bread would melt in my mouth. And that was it. Never once did she ask us to do anything or say, get off my lawn or stop picking my flowers. She just gave us a handout, some free, fresh, homemade bread. I wonder, why do I love bread so much? Our gospel lesson today is a story all about bread. It begins the morning after Jesus fed bread to 5,000 people. So when the crowd saw that neither Jesus nor his disciples were there, they themselves got in the boats and went to Capernaum looking for Jesus. It doesn't tell us outright why the people were searching for Jesus, but he says to them, you are looking for me not because you saw signs or miracles, but because you ate your fill of the loaves. I gave you a handout. Do not work for the food that perishes, but for the food that endures for eternal life, which the Son of Man will give you. The people didn't really know what Jesus was talking about, and they replied, what must we do to perform the works of God? And probably added, how much is enough? And how do we make sure we do it right? Aren't those some of the questions we are asking ourselves right here right now in this church? What can we do to perform the works of God? What can we do to help our community and those in need around us? Do we support organizations like CEO and Seven Hills? Or do we start something new, like a ministry to the Hispanic or the Marshallese? Or maybe we figure out a way to feed the homeless in our community. Or maybe we create an account that will help people in need to pay their bills. Could we somehow do it all? And how? These questions press even harder when we look at what is going on in our country and in the world. When the stakes are war and peace, safety and security, food, water, health care, the economy and the environment. What must we do to perform the works of God? How much is enough? How do we make sure we do it right? But Jesus answers them by saying, This is the work of God, that you believe in him whom he has sent. He's telling them there's nothing you have to do. Just by believing in him, that is enough. God will do the work. 
but they just don't get it. They respond with the story of how Moses gave them manna in the wilderness, and they want to know what sign Jesus is going to give them so they will believe. And Jesus responds, Very truly, I tell you, it was not Moses who gave you the bread from heaven, but it is my Father who gives you the true bread from heaven. For the bread of God is that which comes down from heaven and gives life to the world. And immediately, the people want a piece of this bread, and they want it always. How does Jesus respond? He says, I am the bread of life. He begins with that most basic of human needs, sustenance, calories, food. Yet the bread Jesus talks about is clearly not that kind of bread. Jesus has just finished the miracle of feeding 5,000 folks from five little mini loaves of barley bread. It created quite an impression. And as Jesus says in verse 26, that is why so many people are still following him around. We like people who give us good food. Just look at the crowds we get around here when we have a fellowship meal or a potluck. Even our coffee hour is a breakfast feast. But was it the bread that made them follow Jesus? Or was it something else? I wonder about this bread. This bread we eat during Holy Communion. This passage offers us the opportunity to explore and meditate on the meaning of communion. It offers us the opportunity to ask how these seemingly bare elements, just common food and drink, can communicate to us the life-giving presence of Jesus. As you can see, our table is not set for communion today. I wonder if you could take a moment and think about what the meaning of communion is to you. Do we ask ourselves, why do we have communion every single Sunday anyway? Does doing so make it less meaningful? Is it mundane or routine? Is it merely a memorial of a man who died long ago in a land far, far away? I wonder. When we take these elements of bread and wine or juice, do we understand that we are encountering the risen Christ? When we take these elements into our bodies physically, do we also understand that we are partaking of the benefits received through the cross? I wonder. Last week, I went to the National Shrine of Our Lady of the Snows for a deaconess conference meeting. For those of you who may not have ever heard of this place, it's a Catholic shrine to the Blessed Virgin Mary in Belleville, Illinois, nine miles southeast of St. Louis. It's an amazing campus on 80 acres of rolling hills with paths and walkways that connect a church, an outdoor amphitheater, Stations of the Cross, two gardens, the Lord's Grotto, devotional areas, banquet and conference rooms, a family restaurant, a gift shop, and the Shrine Hotel. It also offers an apartment community for independent retirement and assisted living along with a geriatric center. It's an amazing place to meditate, reflect, and to be refreshed. During our conference, we had worship services every day, and we shared our Lord's Supper three out of the five services. Yes, three out of the five services. 
Now, some of you may be asking, why so often? For each time that we come to the table, we are promised nothing less than forgiveness, acceptance, wholeness, in a word, life, both now and forever. And the thing about all this, about forgiveness and acceptance and the like, is that such things, as we know, just can't be gained or earned, coerced or accomplished. Like love, they can only be given as a gift by one person to another. A handout. Communion and baptism are God's external and impartial words of love and forgiveness given in a form which we can receive, a handout that is visible. For the sacraments are God's physical visible words for his physical visible people. We are baptized through water once, but we can receive the bread of life over and over again, joining us together as one body in Christ with Christians everywhere. But Jesus is never just bread. Jesus is always the bread of life. As we consume Jesus into our lives, he is the nourishment and energy for our spiritual, emotional, and moral lives. As we digest and absorb the spirit of Jesus Christ and his love, justice, and compassion, these qualities live more fully in us so that we are able to do his work, not ours, in the world around us. But are we fed only when we receive communion? I think not, for this is of the word of God. I would not be able to stand before you and speak these words if it wasn't for the Holy Spirit working in and through me. Earlier in this service, we confessed our sin and asked for forgiveness. We've sung hymns and heard God's holy word read to us. Soon we will profess our faith, pray together, and be sent out into the world where we are invited to share Christ's love, justice, and compassion with those around us, to tell others where this bread can be found. So until we meet Jesus again at the Lord's table, I ask you to consider this. Open your Bibles this week and chew on the Word of God. Open your hearts and minds so that the Holy Spirit can energize you and show you how to share the gifts that God has given you with those around you. Maybe you'll give someone a handout. Whatever it is, be sure to share the news about this wonder bread, the news that Jesus is the source of life, the source of eternal life. Amen. <laughs>